Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Relentless Daring on Podbean.com. Welcome to Land of Bourbon and Bad Decisions. This is Relentless Daring live on Podbean.com and the Podbean app. Or you're listening, you know, on demand, streaming it when and where you can on at RelentlessDaring.com slash podcast or on your favorite podcast app. Um, I would like to take this time to apologize because it would sound like I, I can't breathe through my nose, man. That's because I am. Um, allergies, they are a bear. Um, anywho's, oh man, lots of insanity in the world these days. Um, we have a level of simping coming out of Congress for commie China that makes Walter Durante uh, seem like he's like he was a good, decent dude. Um, you see, what else do I, what else do I have right here? Oh, yeah, the Justice for J6 rally was today as uh, September 18th is the date that I am recording this episode. So, yes, that was earlier today. The J6, the Justice for J6 rally, also known as the FBI company picnic at the Capitol. Yeah, we're getting into that. Um, again, thanks so much for listening. But first, we got to pay some bills, yo. And normally, here's where I'd hit a drop. And you'd hear about Built Bar or Keto Chow or maybe even my own website. But hey, you know what? I got to talk to you about Dave. Yes, that's right. I talked to you about Dave Matthews out of Des Moines, Iowa. Dave is a good dude, hard worker, entrepreneur. And several years ago, he decided he was going to get into the business of small batch coffee, and he founded American Pride Roasters. That's right. American Pride Roasters make some of the best small batch coffee. Uh, This is stuff that he has imported from around the world. Uh, Tonight, I am drinking Doc's. Bacon Blast, as I'm here on the microphone with you right now. Um, This is named for Doc Thompson. Uh, Years ago, Doc tried this coffee and, or tried his coffee. He's like, you know, you should make one that tastes like bacon. And so, always willing to accept a challenge, uh, Dave stepped up and made a bacon-flavored coffee, sent it to Doc. Doc loved it and immediately started telling everyone about APR coffee. Um, This is absolutely amazing coffee, and I think both Dave and I owe a huge debt of gratitude to the memory of the late, great Doc Thompson. He helped helped put Dave and APR coffee on the map. If it wasn't for Doc getting hit by that damn train, I wouldn't be doing a podcast, so... Again, APR Coffee, they have all kinds of great flavors. Uh, if you listen to Mojo 5 you'll find uh, you'll find coffees named for their hosts, like you know, Brad's Brown Bag Special or the Bells of Liberty Chocolate Coffee. It's or Ron's Sexual Chocolate. I mean, he he goes out of his way to make some of the best. And uh, two of my Two of my favorites right now. Like I said, I'm drinking the the Doc's Bacon Blast and uh, the Ro- the Teddy Roosevelt blend. Or if you're into a, one of those a individual the individual serving coffee, who's uh, 
there's a name brand. I can't say what it is because it's trademarked, and I really don't want to get dinged for saying a trademark on here. Um, he sells the uh, he sells the cups that go in those machines as well. Uh, again, go to aprcoffee.com, check it out, and when you're checking out, let them know, hey, I heard about it from Relentless Daring. Relentless Daring sent me here. Check it out, aprcoffee.com. Check out the link in the show notes. All right, now that I'm done paying bills, paying bills, I'm getting paid with coffee for talking about APR Coffee. Thanks, Dave. Again, this is amazing. So, oh, Nancy Pelosi. Leave it to an American politician to go outside the country to say something absolutely brain-dead and semi-retarded. But hey, you got to give her props because she's actually saying how she feels, what, saying what she means. But first, I have to go here to Urban Dictionary because I am the absolute greatest show prepper in the world. <laughs> Kim, calls, Kim called her the Wicked Witch of Poop Francisco. <laughs> yes. So, if you notice weird pauses in everything, that's me hitting the mute button while I have a coughing fit because, again, the weather's changing. It's causing my allergies to do all kinds of weird things. I promise you it's not the COVID. Well, okay, I can't really promise you it's not the vid, but, you know, take it. Take it from me. It's not vid. Hey, who's? Have to look up the word simp because we, we've seen it via the uh, via the social social meds. Uh, oh, he's simping for that person. They're simping for that. You're such a simp. Anywho, the definition of simp via Urban Dictionary, or at least the first one that pops up. Someone who does way too much for a person they like. Or, as this definition, a word that everyone overuses without the correct definition. It means a guy that is overly desperate for a woman, especially if she is a bad person or has expressed her disinterest in him, blah, 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 blah. Anywho's, basically... I will do anything for you because you're awesome. Um, well, the one of the biggest simps in the American history was Mr. Walter Durante. He was a New York Times Moscow bureau chief way back when in the 1930s. He spent like 14 years there. And this man loved him some Stalin. In fact, he loved him from Stalin so much that as Moscow was ordering all the grain be taken from Ukraine to feed Russians and starving Ukrainians to death, a little event known as the Holodomor, Walter Durante came out and was like, oh, dude, come on. There, there is no systematic killing of Ukrainians. There, it's no, that's not happening. Yes, there are, there are, there is an increase in deaths from malnutrition, but we're not. He's not actually killing anyone. Well, turns out that Walter Duranty was a horrible simp and a horrible liar. Well. Nancy, not to be outdone by someone who, you know, was a young man when she was still only 90, she came out today and she stepped up the game. You see, this is why she is way more evil than Walter Durante. Because Durante, yeah, he he knew what was going on, but he lied about it. Nancy, on the other hand... She went above and beyond because she actually acknowledged it. She actually acknowledged other things going on with China. 
and then said, yeah, we need to ignore that because climate change. Huh? What? Uh, this is an article from Fox News, so people know where I'm getting this, getting this from. Pelosi says addressing climate change with China is the overriding issue, despite human rights abuses. Huh. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said Thursday that opening a dialogue with China on climate change must take priority as the overriding issue, despite a slurry of geopolitical threats posed by the communist nation. Quote, the situation China is tightening and it's getting worse. She said at an event in Cambridge, England. Pelosi, Democrat, California, pointed to human rights abuses, including the Uyghur genocide in western China, security threats and economic challenges China poses for the U.S., but said those issues were subsidiary compared to climate change. With their military aggression in the South China Sea, with their continuation of genocide with the Uyghurs in Xinjiang province, with their violation of the the cultural and religious priority of of Tibet, with their suppression of democracy in Hong Kong and other parts of China as well, they're getting worse in terms of suppression, the House Speaker said. I'm going to stop doing her... uh, my bad impersonation of Nancy. There's not enough vodka in the world to be able to make me be, do that impersonation. Mainly because my liver couldn't handle it. Maybe if I had the body of Keith Richards, I could drink like two-fifths of vodka, shoot up on all the, all the heroin in the state of Missouri, and be able to pull it off perfect and then walk away from it. But, unfortunately, I don't have the drinking or drug habits of certain, you know, Nonagenarian rockers. Having said all of that, we have to work together on climate. Climate is an overriding issue, and China is a leading emitter in the world. U.S. too. Developed world too. But we must work together. We have to have a level of communication, whether it's COVID, whether it's terrorism, or whether it's climate. Which is funny she mentions COVID because all China has done is lied out their asses to the entire world about their involvement with COVID. Terrorism. I mean, you have people in Xinjiang province who are fighting back against oppression from a communist dictatorship. But they're terrorists because, well, I believe it was in a James Bond movie that I heard one man's terrorist is another man's freedom fighter. Possibly Quantum of Solace. Don't quote me on that. Uh, Pelosi's plea for an open dialogue comes just one week after President Biden held his first phone call with Chinese President Xi Jinping since Jan- or since February. <laughs> uh, the White House did not disclose specifically what was discussed in the 90-minute conversation, but said the call was, quote, broad strategic discussion in which they discussed areas where our interests converge and areas where our interests, values, and perspectives diverge. They agreed to engage on both sets of issues openly and straightforwardly. No, you look like an idiot. If they believe that, yes, they do look like idiots. U.S.-China relations have remained tense since Trump's administration when the People's Republic of China came under fire for its alleged role in the coronavirus pandemic. Um, I'm pretty sure... Pretty sure they remained tense since... Joe Biden, or since Joe Biden, since Donald Trump was the first president to actually have the balls to stand up to China and to say, you know what, uh, if you're going to be trying to steal our uh, our intellectual property and blah blah blah, all this, all these uh, unfair trade practices that you engage in, 
yeah, we're going to tariff the crap out of you. Which, don't get me wrong, I am not a fan of tariffs because tariffs always end up being paid not by China, not by the People's Republic of China Manufacturing Company. They get paid by us on the on the back end. I'm I'm sure there's a Pete Buttigieg or uh Lindsey Graham joke in there somewhere. I just can't see it right now. Uh, the Biden administration has clashed with the PRC over human rights abuses committed by China in the Xinjiang. No, they haven't. They haven't done squat about Uyghurs. They can barely get them to acknowledge Uyghurs. The fact that Nancy Pelosi, while on a foreign country, finally acknowledged it. When she finally acknowledges it, she just brushes it off because, well, it's not as important. In fact... Climate change is so important to the rest of the world. This is from The Hill. The Hill. Not exactly what you would call a bastion of conservative thought and opinion or reporting. The Hill. Analysis. No G20 country has climate plan that meets Paris deal obligations. Ha! I am shocked. Shocked, I say. It's almost as if it was made a point by Mr. Al Gore that the Paris Climate Accords, if every country that agreed with them fully enacted them, it wouldn't do Jack Diddley crap for climate change. It would have zero effect on climate change. And oddly enough, even with the United States under Donald Trump, you know, backing out of the climate accords, we were still exhibiting a greater reduction in our national carbon footprint than any other country. And the Paris Accords, they leave these things called, oh, what are they? When, when another country doesn't have to be subjected to following these rules, um, they're, they're given a pass. It begins with an E. Uh, exempted, yes. Countries like India are exempted. China, which is building an average of one new coal-fired power plant every week, they are exempted. Well, they're a developing nation. You you can't hold them to these standards. Bullcrap. No country in the group of 20, G20, Largest industrialized nations has put forward a climate plan that would fulfill their commitments under the 2015 Paris Climate Accord, a new analysis finds. The analysis, published Wednesday by the advocacy group Climate Action Tracker, oh, there's some crazy cats at the cat, uh, covered 36 countries in the European Union, including all members of the G20. Major economies such as the U.S., Germany, Japan, and the EU were deemed, quote, insufficient, end quote, in developing climate plan consistent with a goal of averting 1.5 degrees Celsius of warming. I mean, how? How megalomaniacal do you have to be as a species? To believe that you can control what the earth does. The earth has warmed many more degrees than where we are at now. We've only been recording it for about 150, 175 years. We can only go back to the mid-1800s because that's just when we started recording what the temperatures were. That's what we actually started writing Today, it rained. 
Then they started measuring rain. Today, it rained half an inch. Today, it rained two inches. It's really hot today. Today, it snowed. Today, it is colder than a well digger's belt buckle. That's when they started doing it. We really don't have hundreds and thousands of years, the entire length of humanity's existence, to be able to say, what have we lived through? What what kind of climate changes have we endured? Now, we can look at, you know, ice, we can look at uh, ice core samples from Antarctica that are thousands of years old, and we can go, oh, during this time frame, it was hotter than it is now. We can tell by the amount of carbon in the atmosphere, which is really weird that there's so much carbon in the atmosphere because there's no Americans, there's no humans driving SUVs and building coal-fired power plants to put all this freaking carbon in the air. But I digress. Others, including Brazil, China, Canada, and India, were highly insufficient. While only one G G20 country, the UK, rated as almost sufficient. Gambia, a small West African country, was the only country found to have developed a climate plan consistent with the Paris Agreement. In other words, in Gambia, they're going to stop developing. That's what they're going to do in Gambia. Ah, uh, yeah, we, we really like our electricity, but we're just going to shut down the coal power plant. And then we're going to uh then we're going to go back and we're just going to dry food in the sun because we're not going to burn wood to cook it. The group based its ratings on a combination of factors, including domestic targets, countries' fair share compared to emissions output. Uh huh. Interesting. As a fair output, policies and actions underway, and where applicable, forestry and land use policies. Yeah, yeah, because it's freaking Gambia. Gambia. I mean, I'm pretty sure half the farming in Gambia is still slash and burn. The report also announced a number of warning signs in major economies beyond the ratings themselves. For example, the group noted major coal pipeline, coal pipelines in China and India, as well as no sign of a shutdown, slowdown in Australia, the world's largest exporter of gas. Quote, in May, after the China Leader Summit and the Petersburg Dialogue, we reported that there appeared to be good momentum with new climate action commitments, but governments hadn't only closed emissions gap by up to 14%, Nicholas Hoon of New Climate Institute said in a statement. But since then, there has been little to no improvement. Nothing is moving. Governments have now closed the gap by up to 15%, a minimal improvement since May. Anyone would think that they have all the time in the world, when in fact that is the ops- when the opposite is the case. The Biden administration has announced the target of reducing greenhouse gas emissions by 43% by 2030 and to net zero by 2050. The EU, meanwhile, set a goal of cutting carbon emissions by 55% by 2030, outpacing the goals of the U.S. and China, the two biggest emitters. However, the report specifically faults the EU for committing to expand its gas infrastructure amid these steps. And, and again... This, this is all, all a bunch of trying to force changes in economies. Because that 2030 number is so ridiculous that it's weird that it just keeps popping up over and over and over again. Kind of like during the, uh, the Biden campaign, Build back better. Where's my pudding? Build putting back better pudding. Pudding. 
all that was going on. And then you start seeing stuff from global leaders. In Australia, I might, we're going to build back better. Britain, we're going to build back better. Germany, I don't know, I don't speak German. It all sounds, it all sounds angry. But, yeah, it's around the world. You had global leaders saying, build back better. That's just really odd. <laughs> Pretty Princess Steve, MTGA, make the Taliban great again. Yeah, and how about, how about we uh, drop some bombs on some uh, foreign aid or on some aid workers and kill a bunch of kids? That sounds like a brilliant idea. Oh. Absolutely freaking insane. What's going on? All right, I'm take a quick break, and when I come back, we're going to look at the FBI company picnic at the Capitol. I want to talk to you about Keto Chow. Keto Chow is a small company out of Utah that uses the absolute best ingredients to make the absolute best weight loss products available on the market. Their first goal is flavor. Who wants to drink something as a meal replacer that tastes like crap? Keto Chow understands that this is a hard barrier for a lot of companies to break through, so they have some of the best flavors. Cookies and cream, chocolate, vanilla, real strawberry. These are the best shakes I've ever had. I've been using them for a few months now, and they are amazing. So go to the link in the show notes, check it out. You can search for recipes on how you can use their Keto Chow products to make amazing foods that taste amazing and help with your weight loss goals. KetoChow.xyz, Keto Made Easy. So I'm going to talk to you about Built Bar. We've all had protein bars before. Most of them taste like cardboard and they're gross, nasty. It leave a funky aftertaste in your mouth. Built Bar, their goal for starting off was flavor first. Every bar is covered in either pure dark chocolate or white chocolate for those special ones that come out. You have nine regular flavors and then they have the special flavors they bring out every so often. They are absolutely amazing. My, personally, my favorite, mint brownie. Oh, my God. So go to Built.com. Check it out. Go through their selection of Built Bars. Built Go Energy Drink. Uh, Built Broth. All their, all their fine selections of amazing products. Built.com. Use the promo code RELENTLESS to save 10%. Built.com. All right, getting back into it here. Um, so, yeah, today was the day, ladies and gentlemen, the second deadliest day in American history since January 6th, the day that democracy almost died. That's right. Today was, Jan- was September 18th, justice for January 6th. There's going to be thousands upon thousands of angry Trumplicans, Proud Boys, Oath Keepers, Three Percenters, lined up, making a wall of human flesh, ready to just crush through the Capitol gates. Yeah, um, turns out, yeah, that didn't happen. Uh, one person that I was kind of following their threads on Twitter was obviously anti-Donald Trump. But even he was like, yeah, it's it's really hard to tell where the uh really hard to tell where the protesters are because there's too damn many cameramen in the way. I 
no one showed up. As Bill Maher pointed, the conspiracy theorists were who were having a you know paranoia inspired rally were so paranoid they didn't show they wouldn't show up. I mean, do you see people who um, a group of people who are dressed like total chads, same haircut, same Ray Bans, same style of shirts and shorts, all of the the two guys wearing the rolled rolled up jorts. Um, yeah, guys, I don't know what they taught you about how to blend in at the with a group when you're at the FBI, but that's not how you do it. Yeah, it's like feds everywhere. You had DC you had the DC Metro show up in riot gear. They they look like uh stormtroopers with their armor painted black showing up their riot shields. You had the uniformed Capitol Police in riot shields. Hey, people couldn't even find the stage. It was a tiny stage. <laughs> Steve says, impromptu academy training, undercover day. Bum, bum, bum. But all of it just goes, and it's like, huh. And people like me are like, dude, if, if you're wanting to have a fight with someone, don't show up. Because... That's that's what they want. Um, as far as I can as far as I can find, there's only been one arrest from today's events, and it was an undercover FBI agent who was arrested. Whoopsie! It it's absolutely insane that you know, people can't protest without it. You know, being a huge, oh my God, how dare these people think that there are rioters who are arrested, who are just rotting in jail. Well, it turns out there are several people who are just rotting in jail. You have an army veteran who got out of the army. He's now a history teacher. He was arrested. It took him it took him a couple weeks to get from where he turned himself in to DC where they confined him. And he's being held without bail. He's being kept in solitary confinement because as the judge noted Due to his military training, he poses a risk to the general population. Really, what what was his was his training that makes him so deadly to fellow inmates who would probably shank him if he looked at him wrong? It's all a joke. Uh, there's one person there that I know for a fact. Uh, she is a military veteran. She is a trans woman. She has been arrested. And I'm emphasizing this because, you know, she is part of the community that is supposed to be, you know, one of the untouchables. Because she is in that intersectionality group of, you know, the LGBTQQIA2 plus ad infinitum community. And she was there wanting to provide protection to, you know, help keep people from uh, going crazy and tearing stuff up. And hurting the people on her side of the argument that she believed in. She has been held without bail. She has been kept in solitary confinement. 
for 23 hours a day. She claims to have been roughed up and beaten numerous times by the guards, as well as subjected to homophobic and transphobic abuse. She has been there since February. Now, I'm not good at math, but I'm pretty sure that's approaching seven months. There is no evidence she has done anything to make it or to any acts of violence. Hell, even the guy with the you know, Flintstones, Order of the Wildebeest, Order of the Water Buffalo hat. He finally pled guilty. And he was released with time served and a big fat fine. But what what was his threat that he had to be kept there He had to be kept there under lock and key because he carried a spear into the well of the Senate. Did he attack anyone? When the cops were trying to make sure that you, like, hey, 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 guy, you with the spear, um, can y'all have everybody tone it down? And what does he do when the cops are like, hey, um, can you get you guys to calm it down? He turned around and he told the people in the well to say, hey, this is a sacred space. Be respectful. He's on video doing it and talking with the police. He's not assaulting anyone. He's not trying to incite the people in the well the Senate with him to attack the cops. He's not. Is he wrong for storming the building? Yeah. I mean, he did. By participating in the riot, he did impede Congress from fulfilling their duties. As Whether you agree with it or not, you know, whether they, you know, whether you agree that Biden won the election or the election was stolen, whatever your, the case may be, they interfered with them doing their duties. And it's absolutely insane to think that, you know, Via Getty, the guy who walked off with the with Simpson Pelosi's you know podium, to think that he could be he could be getting held for you know no bail for an unspecified amount of time just because he was there because he picked up a podium and he angrily walked away with it with a smile on his face. It's nuts. Absolutely bat crap crazy that it would you would think that. But the fact of the matter is, you do have people who are being held and in direct violation of their Sixth Amendment right to a fair and speedy trial by a jury of their peers. They're just being held. Oh, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. COVID, COVID, that's that's a problem. We can't get to you quickly because of COVID. You're releasing drug dealers, rapists, and murderers because, oh, well, you know, it's COVID equity. But grandma, who walked through the freaking Capitol and took a selfie... She needs to be in fear for her life 
because she walked through the Capitol and took a selfie just to get misdemeanor parading charges when she's finally charged or when she finally pleads guilty. Oh, well, uh, because you carried a sign, that means you're parading, and parading in the halls of Congress is illegal. Lady Die says, damn grannies, can't trust them. Hey, this is South Korea. Just remember, if we're in South Korea, granny is gangster. You don't, you don't screw a granny. But it, it, it's nuts. And suddenly, because we think that, no, regardless of your opinion on the legality of what these people did. You you show up at a rally because you have people who have been held without bail. People who are who have been kept from being able to privately discuss their case with their attorneys. All these congre- all these uh, constitutional protections that they're supposed to have. You go up and you you protest that they're not getting these protections. Suddenly, oh, you're a conspiracy theorist, man. Oh, well, you wear your tinfoil hat. It's nuts. It's bullcrap. I don't I don't care what political affiliation they are. They could be crazy leftists who are who got arrested while trying to infiltrate a right wing mob. Looking at you, uh, John Sullivan, BLM Antifa journalist, who just happened to be there in his MAGA hat with the CNN reporter in her MAGA hat when they broke into the white hat or into the Capitol. Where are they on charges? Why isn't John Sullivan, a guy you know, who was convicted of inciting violence that led to a man's death in Utah, why is he not being held without bail? Oh, it's because he has the all the protection of the almighty D. He can just say, I was there as a journalist. And it doesn't matter that he helped smash out windows. It doesn't matter that he broke the same laws that all those other people broke. But he's not going to get charged. And I guarantee you, he made a crap ton of money off the footage of Ashley Babbitt's death. It's insane. And speaking of insane, my last story for the evening. Um, If you are listening to this and you have relatively small children in your vehicle, in the room, wherever you happen to be listening to this on podcast, I would like to take this opportunity to warn you now. This next story is, um, it's bad. There is explicit language involved with this story. And if you do not want your children to be exposed, this is your warning now. If you choose to ignore it, any long-lasting repercussions of your children being exposed to this are totally on you. Reading story in three Two, one. This is out of the Independent Chronicle. Headline, Pedophilia in Texas Schools. Mom lays into school board for sexually explicit reading list. 
Video of a Texas mom went viral after she excoriated her local school board for sexually explicit content in the books provided to her children at school. Quote, who normalizes sex acts between fourth graders? I'll tell you who. Pedophiles. She raged at the board. She explained to the board that she had asked her children to see the books she had brought that they had brought home and was utterly disturbed by the content. She read some of the quotes from a, from a particular book, Lawn Boy by Jonathan Everson, out loud in the meeting. The full video can be viewed here, blah, 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 blah. This is her quoting from the book. What if I told you I touched another guy's dick? What if I told you I sucked it? I was 10 years old, but it's true. I put Doug Gebel's dick in my mouth. I was in fourth grade. It was no big deal. He sucked mine too. You know what? It wasn't terrible. Last time I checked... Even this kind of portrayal of underage sex acts is illegal. And like I said, she didn't just have a couple quotes. She had them printed out and put on poster board. That way, everyone could see it. Other parents attending the meeting held up large photos of school board members with captions, vote out and resign. And she goes on to, um, read more from the, uh, from the book. The mom accused school board of sexual harassment. Quote, what sort of educational environment do you think the sexually graphic book selections create for my children or for any child for that matter? End quote. And she did make sure to, uh, she made sure to actually quote what the definition of sexual harassment was. She wanted to say, in addition, I'll share with you an exceptional quality of the vocabulary. I stopped counting on page 66 after 40, after 44 fucks and 41 shits. End quote. This is not the first time parents in the Leander Independent School District have objected to explicit curriculum. In March, the Daily Wire reported that students as young as 13 in Leander Independent School District, Austin, Texas, have been exposed to graphic sexual content as part of their coursework, including graphic verbal depictions of gang rape and other sexual acts. Parents became aware of the issue after their children told them about the content. Upon bringing up the issue of the, to the school, these parents were met with harassment and called religious zealots, bigots, racists, and dicks. Quote, some of the people speaking out have received anonymous cardboard penises in the mail with anti-Christian messages calling them names such as cunt, one parent said. Others have received dead animals on their porches. And then there's a lovely picture of a cardboard phallus on a piece of paper that's outlined in in little tally whackers. And the note reads, Hope this sparkling dick calms down your fear-mongering, you book-hating Philistine. Bruce, Bruce Gearing, superintendent of the Leander Independent School District, did not immediately respond when the Independent Chronicle contacted him for comment. Now keep in mind, this story is from September 13th. Update 914. A representative of the Leander ISD responded to an independent chronicle stating that the particular book referenced in the video is not part of required reading, but is available in some high school classroom libraries. Uh-huh. An earlier, ver- earlier version of the story indicated that Lomboy was required reading. The district provided a statement that included the following information. Quote, We have processes in place for parents to formally request books that they have concerns about. 
District staff has reached out to concerned citizens you mentioned over the last several weeks to outline the ways to bring those concerns to the attention of the district and the Board of Trustees, as well as how to request a review of these materials. We have processes in place to review concerns and work with families. To date, no one has formally requested a review of that title. End quote. So basically, they're, they're looking for a cop-out because pissed-off parents showed up at the school board and they quoted from the book. They gave them the title of the book, the author, where the child got the book because they went that route and not the Yes, the, the formal route that we've, we've put in place and we probably haven't told the parents because we don't actually want to go through the process. It's too much work. They're using a cop-out. What, what needs to happen is it needs to be uh, like that Indiana mayor who walked into the school board. Looked at them square in the eye. Said said who he was. Said his title. I am the mayor of this town. And I have spoken with the judge. And this material, the judge agrees that it is child pornography. And you have two choices. You can step down or I will work to have or I will have work I will work to have charges for distribution of child pornography filed against every one of you. Stood up, walked out, shook the dust off his shoes, and stepped out of that building. That's what we need. We need people to actually have the balls. To not just go rant and rave and think that's good enough, but to say, no, 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 no. This is the sexually explicit material that as if I was trying to get it as an adult, I would go to jail for, but they're sharing it with our kids because, oh, well, it's not pornography, it's literature. No. If if I take a class field trip to see the statue of David, that is art. Yes, David's deedle dang is hanging out where everyone can see it. Because he was he was cut in a that statue was cut in a way that resembled Greek arch Greek art of the you know that existed prior to Michelangelo. That books like that, books like that show you how to groom a child. And by making the books available to the children, it is grooming them. It's showing someone who going through uh, changes in their life that's going to make them sexually curious about things. And then it's showing them that, well, you know, um, yeah, you know, as it said in the book, it was fine. Well, so if he's 18 and I'm only, I'm only 10, oh, well, well, that's just, it's only a few years. It's sick. It's disgusting. And years ago, when all the gay marriage debate was coming up, the left excoriated the right because, oh, you're using that slippery soap argument that by allowing gay marriage, you're, you're going to, that's going to allow, you know, you know, for legalization of pedophilia and bestiality. 
Well, thank God I haven't seen people trying to push bestiality for, you know, for legalization. But, but you look at this, all the normalization of, you know, underage attraction. I mean, that movie Cuties that came out last year. I, the only reason I watched that movie was because I was doing an interview with someone who wrote an article about it. And, oh my God, there are scenes in that movie I wish I could bleach my eyes. Because it was straight up, I mean, if you made those characters dancing like that, you know, 18 years old, and put a pole around him, it, it was, it was dirty dancing. Meanwhile, Kim points out that we brought Afghans with their child brides into this country. We're, we are a country that has, that has a very conflicted soul. We have people like me who hate this kind of garbage that happens in America, whether it be, you know, adults, you know, doing these horrible things to their children, their children, whether it be adults who prey on children in their neighborhoods, whether it be these sex traffickers who are using these girls and boys as sexual chattel. It's disgusting. Meanwhile, you have people like the author of this book, this Jonathan Evison, who they're normalizing it. They want it to be fine. Oh, it's natural. Yeah, it is natural. But you know what? You don't need some adult trying to coach trying to coach 10-year-old boys into, you know, experimenting with things that they don't really know what they're getting into. It's absolutely disgusting. And you know what? I'm out on this one. Ladies and gentlemen, Thank you for listening. Um, uh, I was just going to stop recording call tonight, but unfortunately, I think I do need to do the whole blah, blah, blah spiel. So anyways, like the show, subscribe to the show, rate the show, review the show, say nice things, five stars, please. Ask you nicely, please. Uh, share the show. Send it to people who you think will like the show. Send it to people you think will this show will piss them off. I like to be used to troll people. It's great. Um, again, thanks again for listening. If you're a parent and you've ignored the explicit language content that I gave prior to going to that last section, um, may I turn? May I advise you to speak with my attorney? I will fleece him. I will fleece him. He will uh he will deal with that on the back end. So again, you are forewarned. You were forewarned. Can't blame me. Again, thank you so much for listening. And as always, stay relentless. This is Relentless Dairy on Podbean.com. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. 